Blog Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawkster, and Big Swim. seniors gather to decide where they will go in the fall to get HPB. Wow, Meg, so many choices. Yeah, it is a state college with an incredibly offensive Native American mascot. I'm Drunky, the Dakota University mascot. Look how drunk I am. This is important for sports. Oh, look, you can go to Oral Roberts. Oh, and there's Anal Roberts. Boy, that is a tough, tough place to get into, Lois. That is tough. But once you're in there, you'll be surprised how much you like it. (laughs) Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another Monday night. A little shout-out to the state of North Dakota there, and uh, South Dakota, all the Dakotas, uh, as as we love to uh, make part of our show here. Uh, And we all know Icon's feelings. I won't, unless he would like to share them. I will not go into his feelings on the University of Oral Roberts, but uh, I think everybody who's listened previously knows a little bit about where he stands uh, regarding that school. But drugshooterfunding.com. Uh, well, I'm going to kind of chime in about that. Sure. Uh, you know, the thing about, uh, you know, Oral Roberts, you know, everybody knows that he was a phony healer, you know, and uh, yeah. if, uh, if I ever had, if I ever found out that I only had two weeks to live, I'd move in with Oral Roberts because it would seem like a lot longer. Uh, okay, so basically what you're saying, and again, if anybody out there is an alumni of Oral Roberts or goes to Oral Roberts or works for Oral Roberts or for some reason just enjoys saying Oral Roberts and you're listening to this show, uh, again, don't don't take it lightly. Uh, you know, Grow some thicker skin and, and learn that uh, with radio comes satire a lot of the time. But um, 
But so, Icon, what you're saying is basically it's an entire university that is named after a con artist, is what you're saying. Correct. And the only thing they got really got there is baseball, really. That's it. And nice, again, nice. Most of, the, most of the athletes they have, and there's nothing wrong with this, but most of the athletes they have come from other countries. Oh, so they do a lot of, like, international recruiting. Okay. Yes, yes. And their, their band consists of alumni. They don't even have enough money for a band. Hmm. Oh, well, let's and see. For, These are little things that you learn when you talk to somebody who's familiar with such programs. I would have had no idea about that. Well, I, I, I know a lot about uh, Oral Roberts, or as we uh, like to say, heel. Anyway. Mm. So anyway. So, Granny, uh, how are you doing? Oh, I'm I'm good. Uh, busy weekend, like always. We had wrestling for a cause in Locust Grove for uh, Tim Rockwell's mother Saturday night. So. How'd that go? Not. Well, the the crowd was a little down attendance wise, but you know, problems going on into the year, school year coming up. People were busy. Yeah, how, I mean, I get how that. How is uh, but, how is proms? Like, is prom a big thing in your area? Oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, Arkansas, Oklahoma. I mean, matter of fact, uh, one of the young ladies that comes with her mom uh, had her prom, and she, uh, I got to see her in her prom dress. I mean, beautiful. She had a beautiful dress on for her for her prom um, Saturday night, but you know, I mean, like I said, the attendance was down a little bit, and it was kind of heartbreaking for Tim because this was this was for his mom, and you know, she just developed lung cancer. She just lost her insurance not too long ago, so she hasn't been able to do any chemo or radiation. So, you know, we not only do shows for kids that have got cancer, but we've done shows for adults too. You know, and and his mom's been there from day one ever since Wrestling for a Cause has been started. I mean, this lady, is, Yvette, is an amazing lady. And Yvette, I, I'm, Granny's giving you a big shout-out. I mean, she was actually feeling pretty good Saturday night. Um, you know, she uh, she's missed one show out of the seven years that WFC's been running, and that was when she was in the hospital when she found out she had cancer. So, had well, lung well, cancer. Oh, so, is post a link. Post the link on our website here, uh, on uh, off the ropes on Facebook. Maybe post a link, and uh, for so they can send donations to help uh, Tim Smuggler. Well, and and they can and they can also send they can also go to the Wrestling for a Cause page too and and make a donation through there as well uh, on their link as well. So you know, um, it's you know it's. It, and they took a big um, group picture with some of the wrestlers, you know, and everything. And I I had was talking to one of the lady photographers that takes pictures for WFC. And I said, well, I think Granny needs to be in that picture. She said, well, I agree. So I asked one of the wrestlers. And he said, well, let me go find out. So Granny got to be in the group picture standing next to Tim's mom Saturday night in the ring. So that was pretty cool. So. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. I'll even sweeten the deal. I don't know if this will uh... – make people run for the hills or if this will make people run to do donations. But what I will do is I will, uh, anybody that donates within uh, starting today through next show, next Monday night, uh, anybody that donates, I will uh, donate an autograph picture or an autograph card to the icon 
for uh, their donation. So start donating now, and then uh, uh, we'll figure out how many donations there were. <coughs> we'll uh, figure out how many cards I need to make, and then uh, we'll get them out to them somehow. Awesome. So, but that was my that was the consistency of my weekend, guys. So you know, but. Hmm. Well, well it, 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 it sounds it, like it you were pretty a, eventful. It it is such a good uh, it is such a great event and it is such a great charity that uh, you know I have some uh, I have some irons in the fire right now that will hopefully uh, uh, bring in some moolah some bucks which I cannot discuss right now but uh, if it does I. Uh, I'd like to make a donation to wrestling with the cause. Well, that's that's awesome. So, and like I said, I can get you the, you know, I mean, you can go to their. Um, I think it's like the link that they use where people can order tickets online for WFC. I think there's actually a place where you can go to that. Like, if you're going to go order tickets for the show, there's actually a place where you can. Uh, donate money that way too and you know hit the donate button and it goes to a special link that they have set up for specific donations so yeah make sure sure you donate because it's always nice to donate to things you know um, but when the cause is as good as this cause um, it's it's going to be it's just it's worth doing trust me I mean I know you know, money's tight for everybody right now, but but uh, well, when it's a cause like this, it's definitely worth it. Yeah. So, but so I got who's the guy coming on the show tonight? Well, actually, uh, this will be the first time in a long time we've only have a two guest night, and that is planned. Beautiful. It's not because I'm nobody canceled. It's not because it's not because <clears> I scheduled three. It's because I scheduled two because I wanted to. Uh, have these guys on for a longer period of time. We have today uh, Steve Dixon, and we have Stepstool Tommy D. Oh and, yeah, Stepstool. Uh, awesome. awesome. As, and as long as we're talking about it, next uh, next week it'll be back to a three guest show. We'll have Gary Bellevue, uh, Samantha Const, uh, Constant, Constanza, Constanza, and Blake. Of course, they have not confirmed yet. But uh, that's who we have scheduled next week. And uh, real quick special announcement here, because uh, this individual has confirmed a long time ago, we are going to have David Benoit on with us, who happens to be Chris Benoit's older son. Wow. That's amazing. So for those of you guys who... who, uh, who think the icon is breaking? I'm not. I'm just letting you know who our guests are. So that's I have awesome. a right to break, but I won't. I almost got attacked by a dog in the hallway. Sorry, guys. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, uh, I didn't send them the link, so they sent their dog after me. So I just gave them the link. Now they can start listening, so they can take their dog home. Uh, you know who we haven't heard from in a while uh, is is uh, is Toilet Man. Oh God! 
so. I kind of think I think you scared him away. Well, yeah, so. and uh, <laughs> you know we haven't heard from uh, our buddy lately either. Um, cut the promo podcast. You guys remember him? Jordan, Jordan Garber. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't heard from him since I took over his show. Huh. And the sad thing is, since I took over his show, it hasn't been back on the air either. <laughs> but I will say this: he got he got the big he got the best ratings ever with me and Debbie Gardner the time that we took over the show. So we must have done something right. And I was kind of hoping he'd follow up on it, but I haven't heard from him since. Either he's mad at me, or he's he made enough money off of that podcast to. Uh, to uh, do this. What is Shane McMahon on Monday Night Raw is holding Roman Reigns? What is well, he just this? him he he was holding Roman Reigns so Elias could attack him, and now Miz is coming out and chasing Shane with a a, a steel folding chair. So so our first game oh for the next couple minutes. So. Uh, Everybody be ready for that. And hey, so uh, do you do you feel it. that do, do you feel that um um that they know that the uh that they know that the the obviously the ratings are tanking right now and they need something and they are they are trying to rehash one of the top storylines from the most profitable era in company history. Is this a whole new Roman Reigns versus the McMahons, kind of like it was Stone Cold versus the McMahons, like it was The Rock versus the McMahons, like it was, you know, uh, Triple H, uh, you know, yeah, Triple H versus the McMahons. Like, I mean, are they trying to bring back the whole Roman Reigns, Stone Cold type of thing because the ratings are in the sewer, or do you think that they're they're going to go a different way with this? Because, I mean, they, they've got to be turning well, water, right? Well, here's the deal, though. I, I think that's... Uh... I think that's played itself out. I mean, you know, they came on, what was it, two months ago saying, we're going to start giving the fans what they want, and then they turned on that, so screw it. Yeah, I I just, I think that, uh, oh, Roman's going to be in the limo. Oh, no, Miz from behind him. There he is. So, I don't know. I I just, I think that, that the McMahons, you see, honestly, I hate it when bosses get too, you know, involved in things. I mean, I understand it's it's their business, but um, but you know, I I just I I feel like without um without the McMahons, they really don't have a storyline. I mean, they are as much as they are overbearing sometimes, and as much as they are, you know, egomaniacal and things like that, and. And, and even though I, I don't feel like they've made the best decisions for the direction of the company in recent years, without them, you don't really have a storyline. I mean, McMahon is that heel that kind of digs his, you know, extends his tentacles and digs his talons out into everything. And if you have a rivalry with McMahon, all of a sudden, you know, your storyline is your storyline is ten times better. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, if this if this was Roman Reigns versus, uh, you know, Biggie Langston or something, 
and those two got into a beef. Like, I wouldn't be nearly as interested, but now it's kind of like, oh, geez, all right, he Superman punched Vince. Like, I wonder what the retaliation's going to be, you know, and it kind of makes you wonder, you know, if the McMahons are going to sort of maybe start to turn the corner here and uh, bring a, a Stone Cold-esque type of rivalry back. But, you know, you just never know. I mean, it's possible, but you just, yeah, you know, I don't know. Well, what do you guys think? Yeah, they are on, actually. They've been on for a minute 26 now. 405 area code? All right. I'm going to let me get over to the switchboard. I am going to patch them in right now. Do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, our first combatant of the night. He brings new meaning to the word step up. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you step stool, Tommy D. Hey, man. All right. Nice to be here, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, step stool. How are Randy. you? <laughs> haven't seen you in a while. Talk to you, I but I know. haven't seen you. Well, the last time we got to see you was when we came to. Uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma City to see the show where that Vader and his son were at. Yep. See, aren't you glad when you, you were at that when show? you and Colt Crittenden and I got our pictures, the three of us got our picture taken together that That's night, right. that day. So I I remember it well, and not because Vader was there, but aren't you glad you got to see Vader again? Yeah, I mean that was awesome. That was an awesome show. That was an awesome. Yeah. Show. I would I would have been more happier seeing uh, Stepstool, but anyway. <laughs> well, I was happy to see him too, Icon. I mean, now, hey, Icon, Stepstool, Tommy D, and I, we have been friends for a long time. So you know, it's it's been a while. Yeah, it has. Well, it has. Well, here's here's what we like to do, Stepstool. After. Uh, after we uh, introduce them, and that is the best in-ring introduction you've ever had, right? Oh, the the absolute very best, except for when I do it myself. Okay, you know. there you go. <laughs> there and you go. Uh, right. what we what we like to do is uh, have our guests give us a little background about themselves, and then we uh, ask them some questions. So tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll talk to you. Well, I'm celebrating 30 years in the business this year. And uh, started training in 1989 by uh, Mondo Guerrero from the famous Guerrero family. If you remember Mondo, Chavo, Hector, and, uh, of course, the little brother who died, and Eddie, and then their father, Gory. Before then, big big wrestling family. So it was was a great way to start out in the business. Uh, But I I didn't start out with what I'm doing now. I actually started off as a referee, even though I was trained as a wrestler. And uh, it's one of the reasons, one of the reasons, uh, you know, you you don't see many five foot two wrestlers going against six foot guys. So I knew it would never work as a wrestler. So you, you're, uh, uh, that leads me to my, my first question. Yeah. you are five foot two, is that right? Five foot two. Yes. Five foot two. And yes. uh, where does the nickname Stepstool come from? I'm kind of—is that what you—is that your weapon of choice? That is my. Uh, yeah, I, that's what I carry to the ring, and that's what I used to stand on, and so I can, you know, talk to my guys, give them instructions because they're all pretty big, bigger than me, 
and uh, he's at step stool to do that. And of course, when the referee isn't looking, I used to quite a bit hit that other guy with the step stool, and my guys would win. So it's kind of how it started out that way, you know. But um, well, is it a metal or aluminum step stool? Because I mean, if it's a wooden step stool, sometimes you'd think it would like break or something, you know. And then oh, yeah. like if you if you, if you if you don't hit them in the right spot, or let's say whatever, and it breaks, and all of a sudden this big guy turns right. around, and you're all by yourself, you might be in a world of trouble. Metal would probably be oh, better. Oh yeah, absolutely, okay. absolutely. That's why I I had tried several different brands of step stools, um, mm. you know that where that wouldn't happen, and uh, you know, and I it, it's a two step plastic one, and it's you know it's a fairly decent size. I I could probably get up to six three on it, you know. <laughs> I, and with the two steps, so uh, you know that's what I've been using for a long time. The only problem with that is it did happen one time where one of the wrestlers grabbed grabbed my step stool and he hit. I don't know if you guys remember Tom Jones, Mr. Ebony. He yep. hit Tom. Do you remember? Okay. Well, I, he he hit Tom with the opposite end of of where do you you know where do you stand on the stools and split him split him right open. Had to had to go to the hospital. So after that, I tried to warn these guys: don't touch my step stool ever. You know. So. So with your with your step stool now, are these custom made step stools, or do they uh, do they come from a local hardware store? Yeah, they used to come from a local hardware store, and uh, now I'm finding them uh, hard to uh, hard to locate some some more. So I had three. And the uh, my very first one from when I started, uh, I gave to the the Pro Wrestling Hall of Fame in uh, Texas, and along with my very first gold sequin jacket. So, so that's up there for everybody to see. Uh, and and you, that was with uh, that was with uh, Cowboy Johnny Mantell, correct? Absolutely. Yep, my old friend yeah, Johnny. We've, we've, yeah, we've uh, we've had him as a guest on and. Uh, he had uh, he offered me a yeah he'd offered me a, a free pass to see the museum when I come down to Texas and I was on my way down there in December and January but and uh, unfortunately I got uh, taken out on the highway by a semi so oh uh, vehicle and totaled me so so I was not able to make it down there but next year uh, oh my god so sorry. Yeah, Jeez. the bison make it to Frisco. I will be down there. Wow. Well, yeah. When you when you feel better, when you can get down to Wichita Falls, Texas, you know, just uh, give Johnny a call beforehand, and and uh, he'll get you in. And I'm man, I, I expect to spend hours in there, hours and hours. They have so much stuff. It's just unbelievable. Well, that's, yeah. on I have, my bucket, uh, that's on my bucket list, just to make yeah, it down have, there sometime. I have, I have some things I'm going to be – I have some uh, – some uh, a lot of wrestling cards I'll be donating to him. Uh, oh, great. Museum. Great. Uh, just because great, I've always great. wanted to have my name in some type of museum. Uh, people, <laughs> think it's an, people think it's an eagle thing, but – uh, let's uh, <laughs> let's uh, let's go back to uh, Stepstool, and we'll because uh, this is your time. But before we continue, uh, <laughs> Stepstool Tommy D is our guest here. Uh, we have about uh, thirty minutes here left with uh, Stepstool. Uh, we're gonna take a brief pause here. I sent you a liner uh, for a um, 
for a promo liner that we're going to have you do. Uh, we're going to take time out and do that now. I'm going to count you down from five, and then we'll have okay. you say that, and we'll continue the interview, okay? Absolutely. All right, here we go. Ready? Five, okay. four, three, two, one. Hey, everybody, this is Stepstool Tommy D, the biggest manager in pro wrestling, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. That was awesome. Awesome. Great. Now, the one, one question take, I huh? have. <laughs> one the take. One question I have. Uh, the one question I have, uh, and then we'll kind of go around the room here, then, I'm gonna, then we'll come back to me and I'll ask you the difficult questions, but... Uh, sure. Now, sure. With, uh, you know, with your height, uh, it's it's obvious you are a smaller individual. Um, right. Do uh, do your opponents of the guys that you manage? Do they like to egg you on by uh, throwing out some uh, I don't know some little people jokes or stuff <clears> like oh. calling you like thigh high or um, Tom Thumb midget or, midget. Uh, um, you know, shorty, what, I mean, whatever derogative thing you can think of for a vertically challenged guy like myself, you know. I remember um, when I was a kid, my dad used to say, you'll know, you won't be any taller than Billy Barty. That's what my dad used to tell me. <laughs> <all the time>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I remember Billy Barty too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, but he, he was like four, four, wasn't he? Right. Right. Yeah. And I, yeah. I'm glad I surpassed that. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too, barely, but I did, I did, you know, so, uh, <laughs> no, um, actually, um, you know, back in the day, I, I encouraged it, um, sometimes I'd come out with signs on my step stool that said, I'm not a midget, and, uh, of course, what are the fans going to say, you're a midget, <laughs> you know, and they're going to chant, midget, midget, midget. And that's what, you know, um, that's how it had and you to never be for a long, for that, long time. Right? You never took no, offense never, to that. No, never, 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 never. People, people ask me all the time, you know, outside of wrestling, you know, uh, has it been hard being as short as you have? I said, no, I've made money with it all my life, you know. So, uh, you know, I encourage it. Absolutely encourage it. All right, well, I'll tell you what, let's uh, kind of go around the room here, and then I'll come back and ask you some questions. But, uh, Granny, sure. what, uh, what do you got for Well, I'll let, I'll let Big Swing ask first because, you know, I've known Tommy for several years, so I'll let Big Swing okay. start she's with bored, She's story. bored of all my stories. That's no, the problem. I'm not oh, bored Granny. with all your stories, Tommy. <laughs> I love your stories. Your stories are amazing. <laughs> well, later old so, he's now. Well, well, Tommy, so did you always want to be, like, was that the goal originally to be a manager, or did you want to be a wrestler, or do you wrestle a little bit, or, I mean, kind of yeah, take us I, through the process I, of where you got to where you're okay. at. Okay. All right, let me let me take you back from probably when I was a kid. I, you know, I did, I did a lot of acting, you know, started at eight, um, mm-hmm. at six, 16, did stand-up comedy, uh, and, you know, throughout my life, uh, wrestling was actually a big part of, of my family. Um, and, you know, I, did, I didn't know this till recently, guys, like in the last 10 years, that my great-grandfather, not my great, but my grandfather was a pro wrestling manager in Chicago back in the 50s. I had no clue. 
until just a few years ago. I've been in the business already 20 years, you know. So, yeah, it's weird. I, you know, I can't find anything on them or I, and, but I, I would like to know, but, uh, my dad remembers, you know, him <laughs> managing wrestling. So my dad was a big fan that, and that got me into wrestling. Plus I played all, all kinds of sports, no matter, even basketball guys. I was good at basketball too, <laughs> you know, couldn't slam, but, uh, I could do everything else. So, uh, <clears throat> and, and and so the wrestling kind of uh, worked its way in. You know, my dad kept taking us to wrestling shows and kept, you know, wanting to go, and, and I did. And so I, I always loved wrestling. I just uh, I just thought I was too too small for it. And mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of how, how I fell into it. My cousin decided he was going to train. You know, he said, why don't you at least be a referee, you know, and you can make the guys look bigger. And I thought, huh, might be my way mm-hmm. into wrestling. You know, well, how does it uh, make you feel seeing guys like Hornswoggle uh, having succeeded throughout? You know, I mean, he had a pretty lengthy career. Sometimes oh, he, he still did. makes appearances and things, but absolutely, man, fantastic for all those all those guys that can work, you know, and and get the jobs, and you know, keep doing what they're doing, and uh, you know, hey, everybody used to make money. That's how it used to be, but mm. um, you get to the big time, you know. Uh, more power to you. you know, these guys travel around, and uh, Dan DeLuccio, Short Sleeve Samson, has asked me to travel, uh, you know, with his his organizations and and stuff like that. And I just kind of feel like I'm just a little bit, you know, because I've worked with a lot of a lot of midgets. I wrestled midgets, you know, worked with a lot of them, um, hardcore matches, everything, and and uh, you know, I just felt I was a little too too tall for them you know, for the group. So, and I didn't want to make them look bad. You know what I mean? So, maybe that's a, a, a bad thing. I should have, should have went because I always have a good time with those guys, you know? But, and, uh, uh, yeah, maybe I should should have took another path, huh? You guys haven't seen oh, my no, midget uh, walk, have you? I, I can uh, walk. No, I can we walk have not. Like well, Granny may oh, have. Man. I haven't. Have you seen it, Granny? The midget walk? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I used to do it in my in my stand up guys and and that's where I get just giant laughs and so uh, you know when they'd say when fans or the other the other wrestler would say you know you're you're a midget uh, then I'd walk like a midget I remember Jake the Snake Roberts once laughed so hard that he he wanted me to do the whole match walking like a midget you know so you know, hmm. so it's pretty funny you gotta see it when uh, sexual Tommy. Uh, Tommy D is our guest here. We got 30 minutes here left with him. Uh, we have a. I'm getting a couple of fan questions. Would you be willing to answer some fan questions? Absolutely, absolutely. Now, now remember, these don't come from us. They they come from our fans. Uh, this one is yeah. from uh, Glacier 57. Uh, he said he was checking out uh, your Facebook page and wondering how uh, the heck you got to be in the ring with the Grinch. <laughs> uh good good question. Uh of course I was doing a Christmas show and it was I was managing the Grinch against Santa Claus and uh we of course we lost Santa beat us and uh the kids loved it. But uh just so happened I knew the photographer out there so I knew when the the hold the hold for that picture. So uh, that's why it came out so good. But uh that's the reason it was a Christmas show. And yes, Santa won. 
Santa one. Now, Thanks is it was question. it is it like spelled Santa Claus like Santa Claus or Santa Claus like yeah. Claus in the contract? Nope, this is the real Santa Claus. It's the real one. I don't know how many kids you got out there listening, but this was the real deal because he kicked our See, ass. Kids, holy cow! Kids, sorry, Santa Claus. Yeah. He he knows <laughs> when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you're being managed by a step stool, Tommy McGee. Uh, Tommy, D, sorry, sorry. Tommy <laughs> McGee. Tommy D. <laughs> All right, sorry. Let, let me try that again. Santa knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you're against him. And Tommy D. There you go. Absolutely. So kids, be good for goodness' sake. Um, <laughs> sorry. Nick, uh, an, another question. Uh, this is from uh, Mitch Forty Seven. Uh, Hi, Mitch. Mitch Forty Seven asks. Uh, I, I don't know why he would ask. This is. Uh, he's, okay. <laughs> He said, "When uh, when you were in high school, did you ever want to be in the Wizard of Oz?" Uh, <laughs> uh, no, that's that's the only one I didn't. But I, I did play uh, Bilbo Baggins in The Hobbit at one point in community theater, like when I was thirteen. So I got it, uh, <laughs> but not the Wizard of Oz, that's for sure. <laughs> so now, when you uh, now now we'll ask you some uh, difficult questions now. So when you wrestle. Uh, and I mm-hmm. probably already know the answer, but I ask this anyway because it kind of goes into the segue for my next thing. Uh, when yeah. you manage, are you more of a baby face, a heel, an in betweeny, or do you let the the, the fans decide what you're going to be that night? Um, now I let the fans decide, but for the first 25 years, I was definitely a heel, definitely, mm-hmm. and. I didn't sign autographs. I didn't take pictures. You know, you were in my way. You'd be pushed out of the way. And uh, so I kind of changed changed it up a little bit. As you get older, you get a little sympathetic. And, you know, the first time I came out as a baby face in, in the Oklahoma City area, I remember they said, go out and sign autographs. And I was like, eh, I don't want to sign autographs. Eh, go out and sign autographs. You're a baby face now. And I went out out there, and people came up, and and one lady whispered in my ear, and she said, "I'm so glad that you're finally a good guy, so I could get your autograph." And you know that made me think a little bit. You know, starting to get a little sentimental after all those years, and um, you know, and and my all-time hero was Bobby Heenan, guys. You know. Um, and Bobby, Bobby had was taught the same way, you know. And he didn't start having fun until kind of it was, you know, the end of his life, where he could actually talk to fans. He didn't know how popular he really was at that time. You know, he had no well, clue. Well, the one thing about Bobby, though, he was he was definitely one of the great all time heel all time, absolutely. I mean. And Absolutely. you're you're a close second. Oh, well, thank you very much. Thank you very much. No, I I kind of modeled my my whole uh, you know in ring activity after Bobby. Okay, because I watch Bobby, you know, every month at the Showboat Hotel in Vegas. Bobby Bobby would piss off the crowd. Even even my eighty year old grandma, you know, sitting next to me, he would piss her off so bad. And and then. 
Then it, when it was time for Bobby to take his licks, he took them, you know, and he took them, he took them like a man, he took them like a wrestler, you know, and, you know, uh, and, uh, and that's, that's what I try to follow, follow with, you know. Well, you know, I, I could be what, the, uh, the, uh, the the best uh, the best example of that is when uh, he would wrestle the warrior and uh, uh, the big boss man. They really took him to the woodshed. Yeah, yes. Bobby could wrestle. You know, he could wrestle, but he was just you know part time wrestler. So, but I mean those those were the days, guys. That's you know, with good managers like that. You know, fun, I, I always liked funny. There was guys around me. Um, that you know were were older than me, <clears throat> and they didn't like funny. Everything had to be totally serious. <clears throat> so, so when the the crowd would chant midget at me, and you know, and I I do the midget walk around the ring, and and people would laugh. You know, these guys hated that, hated it, but they they couldn't deny the crowd response. You know. Well, I mean, and I then, think everything is inherently funny. Just like even if it's not trying to be when it comes to, with midgets, just because of like you know the the proportions and it's just it's just something that sure. is is humorous and I think that um you know times I, I would imagine however that it would they would be a little bit more accepting of it uh, back then than they are now with a lot of the you know politically correct stuff and the PC and you know and all that is having a show like that even though it is showcasing your guys talents and it, and guys or girls uh even though it is showcasing their talents and showcasing that you guys can do this just like anybody else it it you know somebody out there's going to find it offensive because people are offended by everything i mean have you ran into everything. you know roadblocks of places that don't want to book you know uh, a midget or 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 several or or whatever because of that or yeah i i have and oh, wow. um, I mean, hmm. right right now, you you guys in this world today, you can't say anything. I mean, comedians are getting yeah. attacked. I mean, oh, that's yeah. just nuts nuts to me. So you know, uh, back in the day, you know when 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 the midgets came, yeah, they were they were supposed to be for you know for uh, fun entertainment, right? Yeah, yeah, that was the only you know entertainment part that uh, they seriously you know would would allow at that point, as far as funny goes, mm-hmm. you know. But you got to remember, I watched Bobby Heenan doing it forever, you know. True. And to me, that's that made that made a whole wrestling show. I don't care who was wrestling, you know. And I saw Andre and Hulk Hogan when they first started in AWA, you know. So, um, you know, it, it was. And, and that's the whole thing. You can go train to be a wrestler, but it takes many, many years after that. And, and not to, I'm not even talking about your in-ring work, but the psychology of the business is what's not teached. And that's what needs to be taught today. And I got very, very, very lucky. Uh, I, you know, I worked with so many different people. And, uh, you know, the biggest ones that helped me and actually sat me down and talked to me about the psychology of the business were were the honky tonk man, and uh, and and then I learned a lot from from Jake Roberts too. Um, mm-hmm. But honky would actually sit me down, sit me down and say, "Tom, when we're you know when we're in in the serious 
you know, head-to-head battle, don't get the crowd going. You know, let them watch the wrestling. You know, when we're when we're jerking around, you know, wrestling, get the crowd going for us. You know, and then it got to the point where where as the question you asked before, when I would work with him, because I was a I was a heel, we would we would actually wait wait until the crowd response after he was announced to see if he got booed or cheered. And if he got cheered, I I refed against him. And I put on Elvis glasses and the sideburns and stuff and made fun of him. And um, the crowd hated him. I I managed him. We went out there and did his song like five times till they were booing. And I have, I mean, we just had a great time. Great, great time. So to have somebody to teach, teach you that part of the business is very, very rare. So, and that's the mistake that's going on in WWE right now. Um, you know, it's it's kind of like the major leagues now. They got a minor league, right? And a lot of people mm-hmm. say the minor league is better better than the majors. Am I right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> for real baseball enthusiasts, yes, some people will. Okay, some people. I'm not saying everybody, but my yeah. my point is, these guys. You know, if you're brand new, you just go to their wrestling school, and now you're down in Florida. You know, and and you're training, you're doing their shows you're working with pretty much the same guys who, you know, are at the same level you are. All right. So traveling around in independent circuits, you know, I, I can't even list, list the, the names of the superstars anymore, you know, that I got to work with, you know, that, that I learned stuff from. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and being with, with each different guy, you know, you, you were taught something. Something different, and that's where they're missing out today. I, I think, in my opinion, you know. So, well, you know, speaking know. of that, with all the guys that you work with, and I don't know if you'd be willing to answer this question, but I'm going to put it to you: mm-hmm. uh, Is there anybody that you work with that you thought was uh, just a complete jerk that you didn't want to do anything with? Yeah, yeah, and I hate to speak ill of the dead. And I, I wouldn't want to, but Vader was at the top of my list there. You know, me and him didn't really get along that good, and he wasn't a wasn't really a talkative kind of guy. So, I don't know we just you know some people you just uh, are like that with. So, cause well, you know, uh, I, re- I, re- I re- you would you would have thought we would have been best friends because I saw him break in in AWA as as uh, Leon the Baby Bull, you know. Way before he was Vader, mm-hmm. so you would have thought and, that, uh, you know. But you know, just... uh, we're uh, towards the end of the year um, this year or the beginning of next year. We're going to have uh, uh, his son on with us. I don't know if you ever met his son, but he uh, recently wrote a book about his dad. Jesse. He's going to be on to talk to us about it. But yeah, you talk about Jesse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Jesse White, yeah, great, great kid, great kid. Um, just a quick story that Vader didn't care about. That I, so I told Jesse one day, um, the day that Jesse was born, uh, Vader was wrestling at the AWA and they announced it. You know, that was like I don't know, twenty eight years ago now, thirty years ago. So you know, Jesse's Jesse's a good kid, good kid. So awesome, man. Uh, yeah, we'll let, we'll let him know that. Uh, you said kudos your way. So now what I want to do is we got uh, 
Uh, yeah, I hate to say that about his dad and then say kudos. You know what I mean? We just didn't hit it off. That's all. You know, it was nothing right. nothing bad going on. We just didn't hit it off. So that's we have, it we happened. Have, uh, we have 17 minutes here left. We'll start, uh, step. So, uh, you know, I always ask every, uh, you know, independent wrestler that we've had on the show, uh, yeah. and no one ever answers it the same, so I'm going to put it to you, two-part question. First part, you know, we we were talking about the WWE, and, you know, that is the big dance. If uh, you ever got a call from the WWE, is that something you want to do? Because they control all aspects of your life. They say you do this, you can't do this, blah, 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 blah. But as an independent, you control your own destiny, do what you want. Part one, is that something that you'd want to do if they called you? And two, if you did get that multi-million dollar contract, will you still be our friend and talk to us and not big time? <laughs> uh, yes to the second question, no problem. The first question is yes and once in a while, I think about it, right, still, even still, I still think about it. The mind is willing, but the body, it may be rough on. Um, and that's probably as honest as I could be, you know. Yeah, I would have I loved it, you know, and I had my shot. And, if, you know, whatever reason it didn't work out, and if they call today, I would jump at it. And, you know, but you know their schedule. People see, people don't know. Their their schedule. These guys travel every day, and then they go. You know, Wednesday is usually a traveling day to to wherever you live, flying or you know mostly flying, and then you got Thursday off, and then you're back on the road Friday night. Okay. Now, how these how these kids do it today and wrestle? You know, 320 nights a year, however many nights they wrestle, and they. They can't take pain pills. They can't take, you know, uh, anything. Um, You know, I just wonder sometimes how they do it every night, day in, day out. And could I handle the road? Just even being just a manager, could I handle just the travel itself? Like I said, the mind is willing, but, you know, we'll see if the body ever follows if I ever get that call. (laughs) You guys would be the first ones I call, you know. Well, Tommy, I got some, I, I got something funny to say here. You know, if I had known you, I mean, because I've known you for several years, but when I first met you, you were more on the, the good side, you know, more than yeah. the heel, you know. Can you right. imagine the stories that we could share if oh, Granny God, if Granny had the opportunity to talk smack to you because you you know what I can do you've seen oh, Granny know. in action I know you know what Granny can do to the heel and you know Big Swing's uh, always teasing me all the time about the heels well trust mm-hmm. me Big Swing the heels are Tommy what makes the show seen, <laughs> yeah but Tommy has seen me in action. Can you imagine the stories that we would have you and I, Tommy, mm. if if I had seen you heal as a heel manager back in the day? Can you imagine oh, the stories yeah. that we would have? Oh my goodness! <laughs> what do you think, young lady? You think I can't do that anymore? Huh? You don't? You think no. I won't hit you with that <laughs> Hey, you know what? Huh? Bring it on, big boy! You, Bring you it on! I'm ready. Did you, I'm ready. Did you for call you. her young lady? <laughs> Young lady, he, yeah. He did. He did. I did. He did. He did oh, call me. Wow. That was the, the respectful part I had to put in, you know. Well, well, yeah. Yeah. So because <laughs> if, you, if you don't, if you don't uh, respect Granny Hawkster, you know, because she got it in Canada, she got her hurricane up, uh, she will hit you with it. <laughs> yes, she will. She will. And I guess well, that's wait why a minute, Icon. What, what, is, what does she have? 
<laughs> well, she got into Canada, so it's called the Hurricana. Well, I've never been to Canada. Uh, yeah. well, I've never been to Canada, guys. You know, I've never been to the United States, but you know, because it's hey, her, I mean, it's hurricane because it's hurricane, and uh, all all Canadians, especially those in Winnipeg, and uh, Kevin Owens, all uh, end every sentence with a question. A so <laughs> hurricane. Oh my! Oh my! Okay. Wow! 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 <laughs> Well, hey, hey, Steph. So okay. you, you, yeah. you, you, know, you know Richard Pierce that was at Compound in Tulsa for many years, right? I mean, you know Pierce, don't you? The name Richard Pierce. Okay, name, he was. He managed true. the connect. He managed the Canadian Red Devil for a while there at Compound, and. He's managed other people. But anyways, okay. one time at WFC, I think it was, yeah, a year ago in January, we were at the Rose Bowl in Tulsa for a WFC show, and they actually handcuffed me to Pierce during the show because he was interfering in the match. Oh, yeah. And so, what did you do? Did you keep, keep him in line? I did. I did. You did. I would. Good. You know, and then he finally got the keys. He finally got the keys and unlocked him his side of the handcuff and left me hanging, still locked up. You know, and I finally got unlocked. But you know, it it was it. <laughs> I, I kept him from interfering in the match. You know. So. <laughs> well, good for you. Good for you. <laughs> See, that's a good story. That's a really good so, story for, um, for so, Mark. So when you're right? When you're out there wrestling, do you uh, usually wrestle once a week, couple times a week, every other week, couple times a month? What what kind of schedule do you uh, you have? The last few years, uh, it's it's slowed way down to um, maybe two times a month, you know, on weekends. And like I said, the the mind is willing, the the body sometimes is, and you know, so the travel gets gets tough. After a while, so uh, but you know, prior to that, in the heyday, it was you know Thursday through Sunday, you know, every single weekend, everywhere, you know, for for many many years, for twenty twenty five years, so uh, twenty twenty years, I'd say. But uh, you know, you know, what's funny is is since I've been to Japan, which was in two thousand and eight. Before New Japan got big again, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling because uh, you know I, I talked to some of the younger guys and they asked me, you know, oh, we want to go to Japan. I said, I understand you do that. You know, do it. That'd be great because it's fantastic. It's fantastic. You know, it's the best fans I, I've ever seen. It's just amazing. Um, yeah, and they and then take I wrestling was, very seriously. Oh, yeah. You know, I. I'm probably I'm getting off the subject, but I, I went with Danny Hodge. You guys, everybody knows who Danny Hodge is? Oh, yes. Yes. Okay. Well, Danny, Danny is, he's going to be 87. So we went when he was 76. He hadn't wrestled there since 1968. And I'm telling you guys, he was Elvis out there. He was Elvis. I couldn't believe it. Could not believe it. So, you know, we, we were all together. We stayed in a room together, and and uh, you know, so we go eat together and everything. And fans would, you know, kind of push me to the side, you know. And uh, until the first show, we did three shows out there. Uh, the first show, 
then the fans, his fans, would then flock to me and go, oh, we not know you, you in wrestling too, you know. But, <laughs> and, but it was, you know, it was just amazed me that he had wrestled there since <clears throat> 1968, and he was still Elvis. I mean, just those fans are unbelievable, unbelievable. Had a great time, met great friends, long-lasting friends, and um, it was uh, guys from all around the world, actually, um, that came out to see, you know, which country was the best. And Danny was the, you know, kind of like the uh, special guest of the whole, the whole thing. And uh, so, so I got friends. A, so there's not much of a language barrier difference out there than is there. <laughs> well, if they can speak English, there isn't, you know, but. Um, I'll, t- I'll tell you guys a funny story. Probably nobody knows. Probably nobody knows or nobody understood this story. They were they were chanting Danny Hodge's name, right? And and you know this is a stadium stadium full of people. They're chanting his name. Uh, the the announcer introduces him and he introduces him introduces him as Danny Hodge. Haji, right? And now, you don't know Danny like I do. He, I just, I just assumed he hasn't said anything all these years to them that he always let him call Haji. So I went up to him later. I said, Danny, I said, have they always known you as Haji? And he said, Yeah. And I said, And you never told anybody any different in Japan? He said, Nope. <laughs> So, so uh, one of my That's my funny. now good good friends was a, was a sports writer out there. Yeah, sports sports writer in you know in the newspaper wrestling still in the newspaper out there. That's what's cool. And um, so the sports writer, I guess, had heard us talking, and he said, "Tom, he said, what's his 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 real name?" I said, "Well, it's it's." I had to explain to him that in, in America, you know, the E is silent, and it was Hodge, not Hodge. And he said, oh, my God, I never knew that. <laughs> never knew it. And if you know Danny, he would have never told him. I knew, he, I knew he wouldn't. So it's just funny things like that, you know, that I got to experience that I'll, I'll remember for the rest of my life. And, you know, I mean, so much more than that. I'm just saying something that probably well, the wrestling world doesn't know about. It's, it's you funny, know, about it's funny you mentioned, it's funny you mentioned that, mentioned that, Tommy, because my maiden name was Benge, B-E-N-G-E, and mm-hmm. everybody pronounced it Benji. Mm, okay. Or, ben, dad, or, or, or dad, Ben Gay. It could be Ben no, Gay. No, no, it wasn't Ben Gay. They always pronounced it Benji. And yeah. and my mm-hmm. dad's yeah. oldest sister, whenever, I mean, when she was in school, every year, I mean, the teacher would always say Benji. And she'd say, no, it's Benge. Well, finally, my aunt's senior year in high school the teacher finally gets it right. She says, Rita Binge. And she says, no, it's Benji. <laughs> I mean, I got teased so much by that yeah. name when I was a kid because I said, no, the E is silent. So it's kind of it's funny a, you mentioned that because, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a funny story. It's funny that so, way. So. You know, I'm, su- I'm surprised that, uh, you know, that you weren't known as uh, Step Stool Tommy Disa. <laughs> Tommy Disa? <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, guys, I I I had to add the step stool to my name. I, I was just Tommy D forever, okay, and and that was it. 
I and I carried the step stool the whole time. But when I when I when I thought I was going to WWE, and it fell through for two years, I was in and out, in and out, and it fell through. Um, uh, I you know Vince, I know Vince loved the gimmick, and if I didn't. If he still does. The copy, copy, yeah, well, he's hopefully he still does. But if um, if I didn't put the, the step stool in front of it, that was a legal way for me to block him from you know from using it using the gimmick. So that's why I I, I then when I started calling myself Step Stool Tommy D at that point. So well, I got to ask you, yeah. what, what what was it like meeting Vince McMahon for the first time? What was that like? Oh my God, Vince! Vince was totally not what I expected. As far as you know, I thought he was going to be a jerk, and he was. Yeah, with his persona, you would think that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then all the stories I heard from all the guys I worked with through the years, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but Vince was was uh, nicest pie to me. Um, he listened mm-hmm. to what I had to, had I had to say. You know, I could ex- explain my gimmick and everything, and. He loved it, and um, it was pretty. It was it was interesting because they kept they were doing a pay per view that night. I, I all I remember is that was when uh, Ric Flair won the Intercontinental Title. Um, okay. Uh, and I remember that because I was backstage and they pulled the limo in and Rick, you know, Rick was uh, celebrating all the all the girls in the limo. That's why I remember that. So I was back there watching that. So he had Vince said, you know, go find Johnny Ace, Johnny Laurinaitis, and Give him your stuff, and you tell him I sent you over there. Okay, so, well, they got busy, you know, because it was getting later in the afternoon. They got busy, and so I didn't want to bother Ace. And um, so I kind of waited, you know, stood back there till after the show. And it was about midnight, 1230 in the morning, and Vince comes out, and he walks right up to me, and he said, Tom, he said, did you give your stuff to Johnny? And I said, no, I, I, he, you know, you guys started, and I didn't want to bother him. He said, go right now. He's down the hall to the right. I mean, I mean, you're talking that was after six, seven, eight hours. He remembered my name, you know? I mean, my first name, my real name. Mm. So that was kind of amazing, you know, I thought at that point. So Did you meet the whole McMahon family or just Vince? Uh, I met Vin- just Vince. And um, I, I I think I get to I get to meet Stephanie once, and of course I was with Triple H. Uh, yeah. Well, just because she times. strikes me as somebody who you know would be kind of mean, uh, you know, kind of I can't say the word on radio, but you know, starts with a B uh, in real life. Yeah. But I heard, yeah. I, but I heard she's the sweet one in, in the whole family, which is really strange yeah. based on her persona. Yeah. No, no, I I, I know what you're saying. It, you know, and uh, that I've heard same things. Unfortunately, I didn't get to meet her. You know, any time I went over there, and I just saw her one one time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and that was it. Otherwise, I dealt with Vince, Johnny, mm-hmm. Tri- Triple H, um, and at that time, uh, uh, Tommy Dreamer was also in the office, and then oh, nice. Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman uh, was in the office too. That's when they were going to start their ECW kickoff. You guys remember that? What, uh, yeah. Paul Heyman. You know, I you know I'd ask yeah. Paul Heyman. Uh, no, no, I didn't ask Paul Heyman. I asked uh, the Sandman 
uh, this question mm-hmm. about uh, Paul Heyman. I said, Sandman, is uh, is Paul Heyman's word better than the checks that he used to write? <laughs> well, yeah, that was always the case. That was always the case. And, uh, you you should have heard the audience. The audience thought that he was going to come after me. Uh, something fierce, uh, you know? Paul's been in the but, business too long, man. I remember watching him when he started out at 19, 18, you know? And he was in AWA. So, uh, you know, it's just uh, Paul Paul was, was nothing but great to me. It just happened to fall on after me, you know, going back and forth for two years. Paul called me up. He saw my video, called me up, and he said, man, I'm, I want you. I want this. I love this gimmick, you know, and we're do, I want to put you in ECW. And I said, cool, I'm in. And um, that happened to be <laughs> the week that he got fired, but he had called me before. And he called me back, and he said, Tom, I pitched you six different ways to Vince in ECW. And he said no on every single one. He said, but, he said, it's not your fault. He said, I think I'm getting fired this week. And he did. He got fired that week. So I think oh, from that point on. Yeah, well, it's bad for me because I think I was then a Paul labeled a Paul Heyman guy, and yeah. um, you know, and then kind of kind of got stuck in that. So um, you know, so I kind of stopped trying after that. You know what I mean? That would be awesome though to have if if you know because one of my favorite guys ever uh, started off as a Paul Heyman guy, but um, yeah, he didn't last with him very long. But he was one of Paul's. Uh, Paul's recommendations, and obviously CM Punk, you know, you have guys like Ryback, right. you know, and it just, uh, and to have to have you be a CM Punk guy would be awesome, and Brock Lesnar, uh, to have, you know, so so that that would have been pretty cool, but but I definitely understand, yeah. I definitely get where you're coming yeah. from on it. Yeah, well, you know, when, when Lesnar came back, he told Vince, I, I need my mouthpiece, I want my mouthpiece. Vince would have never hired uh-huh. Paul again. Paul didn't ever dream to be back He'd ever get a call from Vince ever, ever again. But Brock Lesnar, you know, there was, you a, know, there was, was not comfortable talking. Because I, you know, I heard an interview with Paul uh, or Brock Lesnar about that. He said, mm-hmm. look, uh, and I don't want any, I don't want cards and letters. Well, I do like cards and letters, but this was mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar's quote. He said, I had to give the Jew a job, he said. <laughs> okay. That All was right. his quote, not mine. <laughs> but anyway, we have oh. uh, Stepstool Tommy D. we got uh, a couple minutes left here. Uh, just so uh, we can uh, get this out for you, uh, if our fans wanted to uh, check you out, keep track of you, you got a Facebook, an Instagram, a YouTube, a Twitter, a Twitch. What do you got? Yeah, I got all. I got all that. Uh, Facebook. Uh, I'm at Stepstool. Stepstool is a one word in my name. Stepstool Tommy D, and it's D E E on my personal Facebook page, which is wrestling, and then I have an athletic page because uh, Facebook kicked me off a few years ago, and I believe it was from from a picture that I was managing the Russians. Do you believe that, guys? They wanted me to upload my passport, like it would say Stepstool Tommy D on it, right? I swear that's to God. Crazy. Happened. So I had to change it to D-E-E, and that's why I made the backup athletic page, just in case they ever kick me off or something stupid. Well, again. see, the thing is, uh, our show has a little issue with uh, Facebook as well, because 
our show is called mm-hmm. Attitude Era Live, which they mm-hmm. will not let us change it to from off the ropes because they say Attitude Era Live is either offensive or uh, misleading. That's yeah, why they won't and, let us change the name. No, yeah, I know. And my page was all, you know, my wrestling. So obviously a physical person isn't looking at this stuff. You know, or they would know that you guys are, are a wrestling show, right? That's what pisses right. me off. They won't just do it, you know. They just kick you off, want you to send your passport, and, you know, mine's not going to say Stepstool Tommy D on it. So how are they going to know I'm going to get that guy anyway? So it's just stupid. So, so uh, I, I haven't updated my website probably in about 10 years, but it's StepstoolTommyD.com, TheWrestling.com, OfficialWrestling.com. <laughs> That's where Tommy Dreamer got got the Tommy Dreamer was from. He was like, man, how did you get the wrestling? And I said, I just bought it, and it was available. And, and then that's what he names his his website. So I, I don't know I don't know who was uh, sleeping in the background there, but well, yeah, I'll tell you what, Tommy, we do appreciate you uh, you joining us. I'm sure our, our next guest is calling in, so we do appreciate right. it. We so thank you for the gifts that you sent us. We'll be giving those away in December, and we do appreciate Fantastic. everything you do for us. We'd lo- we would love to have you back on again. All right, and I, I would love to come back on. Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks a lot, Granny. Thanks, and, and I'll be talking yes, to everybody thank you. Thank you. Sounds very good. Good night, guys. Thanks, buddy. Stepstool, Tommy. Stepstool. Stepping up to the. He's point. an amazing guy. He is awesome. No, I can't. We do have back-to-back here, as we do have the other guests on the line. So uh, i got to step into the other studio quick, uh, have the headphones on, but I'm going to let you do what you do. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is combatant number two, and he is going to bring height to our show tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve. Dixon! Hey, Steve, how are you? All right, how are you all doing? I am Hi, better Steve. known as Puppet the Psycho Dwarf. 4-4 four, four, and totally hardcore, my friend. Now, tell me, was that not the best introduction you've ever had? Oh, it was beautiful, my friend. Oh, you were setting it up for the 4-4 four, four hardcore right there. <laughs> there you go. So here's what we like to do. After we introduce our guests, we like to have them give us a little background about ourselves. So we uh, then we go into the interview. So tell, give us a little background about yourself, then we'll chat with you. All right. Well, my name is Puppet the Psycho Dwarf. Uh, you might know me from the WWA, the World Wrestling All Stars, TNA. We were the first midgets with the Jarrett. Um and uh, just been working nonstop. Uh, we had we had a television, little television program called the Half Pint Brawlers on Spike TV. Uh, I remember that. Yep, 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 yep. A little bit, a little craziness going along. And then we were on Jackass 3D. Uh, yes, I am the one that beat the heck out of Wee Man. Uh, he tried to steal my girlfriend. Um, any more background you want? I got a new show coming out. It's a little bit of Benny Hill. It's a little bit of Jackass. And it's a little bit of a crazy midget. And it's called The Puppet Show. Uh, where you might know this, uh, this network. It's, um, uh, right 
out of Britain, um, and they just picked this up, and it's called Nothing Else on TV. We just started on May 1st, and we're anxious to get that out, too. So let me ask you this. When are you going to call uh, the icon to be an extra on the show for to get the ratings up? Uh, you know what? I'm always willing, and I'm working. <laughs> you know, that's the point of uh, just spreading the word and putting it out there for the people. Um, and then uh, I'll leave it up to you if you want to enjoy it or not. Um, but uh, we got a good thing going, and we're having a great time doing it, and that's what it's all about. It's just about having a good time in life, y'all. Well, yeah, because, you know, I'll tell you what, I, 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 you know, I, I can't wait to, uh, you know, to get into the full swing of that show, but I'll tell you what, though, uh, you wouldn't have to pay me. I would love to come on and be an extra on the show, and then uh, when uh, everybody uh, turns to think as they realize the icon's on there with you, just imagine the, just imagine the ratings and how the money will roll in. Well, that's what it's all about. And you know what, more important to me, you know, we could talk about the money. We could talk about the ratings. We could talk about everything. Just have a good time with it. The people will see it. That's what there I you say. Go. So uh, now, uh, do you? Uh, how many episodes do you plan on doing with the with the show? Uh, we already got the first full two seasons uh, shot. It's um, sixteen episodes a season, um, and we're also doing a. Uh, side project with the live tour um it's going to be a mini movie coming up for for totally hardcore my friend and uh we're in the midst of editing that stuff so it's good we we got the footage and we're just putting it out now uh steve dixon is our guest here we have well about 45 minutes here left with steve uh until they kick us out of the studio but i'm kind of curious with um you know you mentioned your your four four and uh you 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 got into wrestling. What um, what was your main driving force to get into wrestling? You know what wrestling called upon me. I was on a radio show, um, a national syndicated radio show called Man Cow's Morning Madhouse, and he was out of Chicago. Um, and Windy City Wrestling out of Chicago heard him heard my character and heard all about what I was doing. I did a lot of stunt work in movies. You you might have known me. I did a lot of stunt work for the Penguin in the Batman movie. I did a, the Leprechaun. I'm the one that did the well dive. I was doing all sorts of things when I was a younger man. And uh, wrestling called upon me and called me one time upon the show and said, you need to get involved in this. And I thought, no, nah, I don't want to do that crap. I'm not going to be the one that's going to bite a referee in the ass. I'm hardcore, brother. I might be a midget, but I am not going to do that stuff. All of a sudden they said, no, 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 man. You're, we're, we're going to train you. We're going to bring you in. You're going to do the everything the big guys do, but we far further, brother. My first match with the Windy City Wrestling, I saw all the attention that the midgets were getting, and I can say midgets because I'm a midget. It's okay. Everybody goes, puppy, you use the word midget. Nobody's going to come out and see little people wrestling. They're going to come out and see midget wrestling. That's what it's about. All right? Now, I noticed all the attention that they were getting, and I'm like, damn. You know, I'm a young man. I'm an entrepreneur. I like to start things. And I thought, what better to start a midget wrestling company in bars? I got a good friend 
that owned Sluggers, which is right across the street from Wrigley Field. That's where the Cubs play. All right? And I said, you know what? I'm going to try this promotion, and he allowed me to do it. We sold it out in the middle of January. Winter, it's, it's freezing cold. People are staring inside the window, and I knew I had a hit. And then I just started, took it from there, and we ended up on Spike TV, and we were underground for 25 years, my friend. And uh, we enjoyed life and bringing on a lot of new midget pain. And now I'm proud to say that there's six companies out there touring the nation as we speak. So there's little guys working all over the nation because of the half-pipe brawlers. Uh, Steve Dixon is our guest here. Uh, we're going to take a quick uh, pause here real quick. Uh, I had to send you a liner. We're going to go ahead and take care of that now, and then uh, we'll kind of go around the room here, then we'll come back and I'll ask you the tough questions. But uh, if you're ready, I'll count you down from five, and then we'll go ahead and uh, take care of that. You got to tell me, if, if are we live right now? Yep, yep. All right, you got to tell me the liner again because I don't have my email. Oh, okay. But uh, I, I can do it instantly. Okay, yeah, I sent it to you on Messenger. Uh, yeah, this is uh, this is uh, the liner is uh, we are ready. Uh, no, I'm sorry. Uh, hey, this is uh, Steve Dixon. You're listening to the Attitude Era live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. All right, okay. All right. All right, here we go. We have to do a couple takes. Well, but here we go. Ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Hey, what up? This is Puppet the Psycho Dwarf. We're at Attitude Era Live, and you're listening to us with the icon, baby. So make sure you tune in and have a good time. Oh, yes, my friend, Randy the Macho Man Savage would say. That's awesome. And uh, because you didn't say other two co-hosts, I I don't have to do any editing. No, I'm kidding. There you go. Uh, I'm going to ask you one more question, and we'll kind of go around the room here. We'll pass it on to Granny Holster for the next question. But, uh, well, actually, two questions. Uh, when you're out there, would you consider yourself a heel, a baby face, an in-betweeny, or uh, do you let the fans... You know what's funny? You, you can have a midget try to be a heel all night long, all right? But there is impossible. It is impossible for a midget to be a heel. But if you have one that's a little bit bigger, when I say a little bit, it's probably like three inches, and he's he's what you call a buff midget, and a small guy, then you can make it happen. But a midget to be a heel, it's really not going to happen. But Puppet the Psycho Dwarf would be considered a heel. And, uh, we'll, Granny, we'll go to you in a second because he's a heel. But real quick here, I just kind of, I just got to know where the, uh, where the nickname came from. Puppet the Psycho Dwarf, I had a dream. Uh, Puppet, I, I felt like everybody was pulling my strings, telling me what to do. My slogan is to cut your strings and be free. The Psycho Dwarf, the Dwarf gave, uh, the, all the fans gave me the name. Uh, we were the first guys to do an eight-foot steel cage match as midgets. Uh, we were the first ones to get into the hardcore. You were talking about Tommy Dreamer. He brought us in for a little bit. Um, and 
Armando, if you know him. He was a great friend of mine, which uh, brought us in all the time. IWA always brought in a half pint brawlers. So, so you know, the, the, the fans gave me the second half of the name. Awesome. Well, Granny, uh, he mentioned that he's a heel, so uh, what do you got for our guest here? Talk to well, him. For, for, first of all, I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big, huge fan, and I do love watching midget wrestling whenever I get the opportunity to. It's, of it's course amazing. you do, baby. It, it, it's, a, it's amazing what you guys can do. And being that, you know, you would be considered a heel, I, I think Granny would have a lot, lot of fun smack-talking you because I'm, I'm pretty good at what I do. But that being said, well, let's hear what, it. What has been your most challenging match you've ever had in in the years that you've wrestled? My most challenging match would be my eight-foot steel cage match. Um, We were down in uh, Kissimmee, Florida, and uh, we had to – we had an eight-foot steel cage match, all weapons and all – and then – T.O., totally outstanding, ended up going on top of the cage and putting me through a table. Oh, wow. That had to be probably the the hardest of hardcore matches that I was lucky enough to be involved with. And you notice I say lucky enough to be involved with. Yes. I'm 51 years old now. Trust me, I'm feeling the 25 years of pain. I'm sure you are. Sure, you are. I mean, but and you know, if you I, want I to know. look us up, I'm also involved in a new one. Um, it's called Micro Wrestling All Stars. We're starting to get into the big arenas. We just got out of right out outside of Hartford, Connecticut, and we had a very successful 4,000 seater uh, come out and see us. And we're coming up uh, March. No, I'm sorry, May 18th. That's May 18th, uh, coming up with our next event. You can go to Micro Wrestling All-Stars and look that up, and uh, you'll see me right there. Wow, that's amazing. That's amazing. Now, is it true that, uh, you know, you mentioned, you know, the cage match. Is it true that you jumped all the way off of that cage? No, I didn't jump off it. I was the one on the table. Totally outstanding. T.O. is the one that put me through the table. But, yes, it is true. It's out there. All you have to do is look up the half-pint brawlers, and you'll see all the materials. Now, going through a table, um, I I know this may sound like a a dumb question, but when you actually go through the table, what – what is that like going through a, a table? What is that like? It's painful, brother, especially if the crossbars don't freaking break. Because you know what ends up happening? I got a four, like, two midget coming off and bouncing off my rib cage. But I was lucky enough that the table did break because he was high enough. But, uh, I mean, you can imagine what it's going through. It's no mat. It's no thing else. You're placed on a table. You see what happens. He's jumping eight feet up into the air, coming down on you. If you would put even a 25-pound weight and drop it on your rib cage, can you imagine that pain? Yeah. When you have a midget doing it, when you have a midget doing it, all our weight is all centralized. It's not six feet down that way on the legs and another foot on the upper arm. It's all centralized into that weight like a bowling ball. 
<laughs> no, Are you volunteering, uh, Icon, to be to have him jump on top of you? <laughs> well, well, uh, well. You know, it's funny you bring that up. It's funny you mention that. I mean, I think it would be cool. Now, don't take this the wrong way, but I, I think it would be cool to wrestle a midget because I'd probably get my butt kicked. I'm, oh, I'm sure you I'll would. use your balls as a speed bag, bite them off, and chew them up, brother. Now, do you have a uh, in your in your persona? Do you have a, a a finishing maneuver? If you do, what is it called, and what is involved in your finisher? It is called the cranium crusher. Uh, I basically put you on top of my shoulders. I spin your back feet around, and I pile your head right into the mat. Ooh, Granny, you wanna you wanna let him practice? No, that on you? no, 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 no. I have enough aches and pains throughout my back and my body, and I I don't need any. No, that that sounds painful. We might like big swing volunteer for that. I one. think we'd rather have some loving right over there. I'm listening to that voice. We don't want no pain, baby. We just want some love. <laughs> This guy's hilarious. Oh, I like him. He's funny. Uh, speaking of uh, Big Swing, uh, uh, is he back yet? Uh, does he have a question? I don't know. For he must not be back yet. He must not be back yet. But I will. Uh, I got. I got to put this to you because I ask uh, every one of our our wrestlers this question, a uh, two part question. Uh, you know, as an independent wrestler, you know, you basically do what you want, control your own destiny, uh, and this and that. But, you know, we know that as a wrestler, the big dance is the WWE. Now, if you get a call from the WWE, two-part question, is that something that you'd want to do? Uh, and if I've you already do done it. I've already been there. Um, my main exposure was the TNA. Back in the day, if you want to say the big, the bigger um, companies. Uh, my partner now is Little Cato, the, the Dwarf Destroyer. If you know anything, he's Lord Littlebrook's son. Um, and he is a WWE veteran, beautiful Bobby Dean. We lost him last year, sorry to say, but he was the other son. Um, we've, we've been around the block a few times. Uh, I've been to the <laughs> WWE. I've been to the TNA. I've been, you know, you name it, we've been there. We, we like to start our own thing because we got on Spike Television. We got our own thing, and we're constantly working. That's that's all. I always no. say that Mr. Mr. Vince McMahon always wants the little guy to play a mini somebody. And I say I am puppet the psycho dwarf. You hear it, my voice. I am the strong one. I don't need to play a mini anybody. I play me. And I do me, and that's what we do. What was uh what was your uh, experience like with uh, Vince? What was my experience like? He's not too happy with me <laughs> because I don't enjoy playing mini me. Oh, I. <laughs> you got it. You understand what I was saying to you? They yeah, always they it. always want to say like I'm mini this, mini that. I have my own character. Is puppet the psycho dwarf? If you would have done some research on me, you would have seen that I've been on TNA. You would have seen that I've been on the WWA. You would have seen that we were the 
first hardcore midgets in America? Well, uh, actually, I, I did my research, but I was kind of asking as that for our fans that may not have known that. But anyway, we'll we'll move on. Uh, now uh, we have a couple uh, we have a couple text uh, questions uh, from our fans. Would you be willing to answer a few of those? Sure. Okay, this is uh, from uh, Mitch eighty seven two. Where does the nickname Psycho Dwarf come from? The Psycho Dwarf came from the fans. Uh, Puppet came from the dream, pull my strings, be free. But the Psycho Dwarf came from the fans. They started yelling, Psycho, Psycho. And then that's where it came from. Now, So now everywhere you go, uh, you hear that chant. Is that correct? That's right. Uh, and, I, and I actually enjoyed that. Um, it was something that they gave me and um, it was uh, an honor to to put it on with my name. Now, do you have? Uh, I'm guessing you have uh, shirts and memorabilia with that uh, that aunt nickname on there, correct? Uh, yes, I do. You can go to the Puppet Show dot biz and see all my merchandise. And uh, speaking of merchandise, real quick, I, I got to ask this kind of an ego question. Um, the icon that made you a collector's card. What was your opinion on that? It was good. It was good. That's awesome. Now, if if you ever want to make copies of that and uh, sell it, whatever, you're free to do that. You just got to give me kudos if anybody asks you who created it. Oh, there you <laughs> go, my friend. I appreciate uh, well, that. Well, let's see. Is Big Swing back yet? I we don't think he is. Well, we'll, we'll keep going here. So uh, when you uh, decided to break into the business, what was uh, your first match? Uh, who was it against, and when was it? Okay, it would have been with the Windy uh, Windy City Wrestling. Uh, probably would have been back in when was that? Uh, early nineties. Um. And my first match was with P.O.D. Pissed off the wharf. <laughs> oh, wow. What a name. There now, you go. Is, is he still in the biz? Uh, no, he's an old man. He's retired. Actually, he's in a wheelchair. <laughs> but, uh, um, yeah, that was my first match with Windy City Wrestling out of Chicago, so Illinois. Crazy. So basically, you beat him to a pulp, and he had to retire because that's right. I am the dwarf killer. I actually have an ultimate goal in life. All right, midgets, we get all the attention, right? What does every right. star want? I'm going to give you my lines here. What does every star want? How does a star become a star? They have to be noticed. They have to be looked at. Midgets are born to be stars. Every time we walk out of our house. People stop and stare. So my ultimate goal in life, I want to break down and destroy every midget on this planet. So I'm the only one left. I would get all the movie roles. Mini-Me, 
He's gone. Peter Dicklich, I'll get rid of him. I'll get all the movie roles. I can do Shakespeare. Oh, for a muse of fire that would ascend the brightest heaven of invention. Tell me I would not be good on a hit show of his little Peter Dicklich name. All right? And now, have you seen Tattoo in the last 10 years? He didn't commit suicide. I shot the bastard. You can't put a midget in jail. We're too cute. What cop is going to arrest a midget? <laughs> so that's what I'm telling you. I have an ultimate goal. I destroy midgets. I want to break down every midget on this planet. And what's the best way to do it? Get in professional wrestling and do it myself. There you go, my friend. How many people can say they have an ultimate goal like that? I got a goal in life, and I'm going to make it happen. Uh, Steve Dixon, our guest here. We have about 25 minutes left with you. Uh, you know, as you were going through that, uh, we got a uh, we got another uh, email question in a uh, text message question here from. Uh, Ashley, Nick can you say puppet to psycho dwarf? Nobody's going to know who Steve Dixon is. Okay, sorry, psycho to puppet. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, psycho. Okay. Uh, he had asked, uh, you know, when you're going through your, uh, taking out all the midgets, he'd asked, uh, how would you fare in Munchkin land? <laughs> in Munchkin land? That, how do you think I would do? I destroy them all. <laughs> that's a, that's a fan's question. That's not my question. Uh, <laughs> I, that just kind of, that just kind of struck me as funny. So when you're uh, when you're out wrestling and you know you you know you got your show that you're doing uh, now how long did it take you to film all the episodes in your new show? Oh uh, well, a season usually takes us about three months. So we got we have two full seasons shot now, and we're going for basically what we're doing is we're doing a short clip for the uh, for the live show. Um, and we're going to make that what you call a mini movie, um, and that will be an hour long. And like I said, you can get all that. You can get all the materials and everything. It's actually a, a pretty good wrestling uh, network. Also, they have independent wrestling uh, throughout the network um, with nothing else on .tv, and you can check that out. And uh, they're just starting to get into the entertainment sections where, you know, you start getting into sketch comedy. Like I said, this particular show is uh, Benny Hill meets wrestling, meets jackass, meets a crazy-ass midget all in one. So you're going to get all sorts of entertainment throughout this network that you can sign up with uh, just by going. You can go to my website. It's called thepuppetshow.biz, and it gives you all the material and what to do and how to do it. Have you guys uh, have you guys uh, got plans on when you'll start filming the third season? Or are you just going to let the first two go and then just take a little break from? Production? Oh no, we 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 put out material every month, so so uh, we have our seasons, but we put fresh material out every month. So when the viewer does subscribe, they always got something new to look at. And uh, for our fans that want to describe, what is what, what does that cost to uh, join that? Uh, I believe it is three ninety five a month. 
and there's and over the, 150 programs on it. And the, the web address again is? Just go to thepuppetshow.biz. Thepuppetshow.biz, and it gives you all the information on how to get into it. That's pretty cool. Now, with um, no, it's not pretty cool, my friend. It's very cool. <laughs> okay, it's all right. Re- rewind the tape. It's very cool. I'll tell you what. It's even awesome. Let's go with that. There you go, my friend. So, with your with your schedule, how often are you uh, how often are you out doing anything? Are you out there every day, every other day, uh, a couple times? Uh, last year, uh, we did 185 dates within the year with travel. So we're going to beat that this year. We're on constant tour. If wait, Anytime, this is what I always say, anytime you're a private contractor and you want to get work, you take it. And uh, what, uh, what states uh, do you plan on? Uh, ch- uh, Every state. We travel the nation. Again, go to thepuppetshow.biz. It gives you tour dates. It gives you everything, the, all the information. I've been all the way from Maine to California. Now, have you been to my home state of North Dakota? Yes, I have. Well, Again, when, when go to thepuppetshow.biz. I, I will I've been touring for 25 years. So if you ask me what venue I hit, I'm going to tell you, I don't have that good of a memory because I'm drinking beer, brother. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the next then. <laughs> The next, the next time uh, you're in North Dakota, I want you to keep in contact with me. I'll come out and see you. All right, that sounds good. Uh, big swing. You can you go to the puppet show dot biz. There is a tour date page. All right, uh, puppet show dot biz. Uh, everybody. The puppet show dot biz. The puppet show dot biz. Now is uh, big swing. Are you back yet? No, he he must not be. He must be doing something in the other studio. (laughs) Well, that's okay. We'll we'll press on here. Uh, We have the Psycho uh, Dwarf here with us, and we have mm, about 15 minutes here left. Now, what? um, Who who came up with the idea for uh, your show? Was it was it your idea? Then you just kind of branched out and got other people involved, or was it a collaboration between you and a few others? Well, I got I got a studio down in the New Orleans area, New Orleans, Louisiana. It's called Surreal Studio, um, and I got a partner out there that we uh, kind of put the show together. And uh, I I always grew up when I was a kid. I, I I would stay up not watching Carson. I would try to stay up and watch Benny Hill, <laughs> and uh, I got that type of sense of humor when. I, you know, young and early, and I would I would sneak it on my little black and white television uh, just so I could watch Benny that. Hill. I remember oh, you that got show, to. Benny Hill. Yes. Oh yeah. All right. Well, I got a I got a lot of mixtures with that. Uh, but what I bring uh, within this programming, I like the sketch comedy. I want to bring that 60s, 70s, and 80s. I pay the homage to sketch comedy, but I want to bring what I can bring to that. And with my experiences with the Jackass crew, you've seen me in Jackass 3D. Again, I was the one that 
uh, beat the heck out of Wee Man in the barroom brawl, which is the most popular scene in Jackass 3D. Um, also, you've seen me on the Spike TV. You've seen me touring the nation. So I wanted to bring a sketch comedy show with the craziness that we have our background in. So I always say it's Benny Hill meets Jackass meets the Psycho Dwarf. And what else do you need in life? You got sexy girls, you got go-go girls, you got crazy midgets, and you never know what's going to happen next. So you have to tune in to watch it because this thing will take you for a ride just like a roller coaster. Now, with your with your show, what's your uh, – Big Swing, are you back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was listening to a lot of it. Well, what happened was I, I had a fallout where my uh, I could hear everything, but for some reason the mics weren't working. Um, no, I, I, I mean a lot of what, you know, a lot of what he was saying is is you know so true, and 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 I could imagine would be, you know, just so awesome. I, I just, I just wonder how how did like. How did you get to where you were at? And again, if you took us down this road, great. I, I was in and out. Um, but like just take I mean, take us down this avenue, down this road a little bit. Take us down how you got to where you're at and you had any uh mentors or, or you know, any anybody like that who helped you. Well, you know what, I was lucky enough to meet a lot of people. You can never do anything just yourself. Uh you'll you'll learn later in life, uh at as an age comes along, wisdom comes along. And uh anytime a person uses the word I, it's not gonna get very far. It's all about mm. we. And it's the energies that people bring upon something or projects that you do that you're working on. Um Randy the before he God bless him before he passed away, put me into the WWA. And then I was lucky enough to tour with Randy the Macho Man Savage on the Slim Jim tour. Well, we got to be able to get our name out uh, as far as the underground group as the Half Pipe Brawlers, but touring with the Slim Jim and Randy the Macho Man Savage was just doing the mic work wow. for it, and he brought us in. Now, that was nothing. Now, of course, we've been working for years before that to get his attention, but he brought his energy and shared that with us and shared that with me and said, hey, I want you to be a part of something. And God bless his soul, I did. Then we got to grow on, you know, further in to the, as to what you would call the wrestling industry. Um, I always was doing the bars and the clubs. I just had this great idea. I came up in the acting world. I didn't come up in the wrestling world, but I was doing stunt work. I was doing film work, and I knew that this would work. Well, once we met the right people, and we all connected. And then the Jareds helped me out with TNA. Randy said, you got to meet this guy, man. This guy is a hit, and this group is a hit. So the Jareds met me, and then we all of a sudden were the first midgets on TNA back in the day. I remember I remember back in the day all these guys are big shots. Now I'm at 51 years old right now, but they were young bucks back in the day. 
Skiles was my roommate way back in the day and stuff. So you got to remember that as a time, if you look back at the time and, and everything else, one of my partners is the son of Lord Littlebrook. He is the first midget that was doing with WWE when it all started. And uh, so, so, you know, there's a lot of history there. and There's a lot of, um, you know, work that all these other people did that shared their energies with me. There's nothing that you ever do by yourself. It's all about getting people involved with you and hopefully they enjoy what you do. So now, what, you know, you mentioned Macho Man Randy Savage. Is he as intense as they, they say he is or was? Is he what? Well, is he as intense as he seems to be? He is, he is one of the greatest individuals that I have ever known. That's what I'm going to say. And uh, I, I was honored to be his friend. That is cool. Wow, yeah. And you were with him for a whole year? I was with him for three years. I was honored to be his friend. That's all I'm going to say. And back to, you know, you mentioned uh, Jackass. How did you, uh, how did you get hooked up with, uh, with them? Did did Johnny Knoxville contact you or see you somewhere? I know what it was, was that there was a producer by the name of Trip Taylor. If you know, uh, the Jackass people, Chip Taylor produced my show, which was called The Half Pipe Brawlers on Spike TV. So when he did our show, he said, you got to, again, a producer went out there and said, you got to meet these guys. And went to Johnny and said, you know, you got to meet these guys. And Johnny said, sure. So once Johnny met us and uh, found out what we do and how we roll, he said, you got to be in this next movie. So he wanted to do a prank on Mini-Me. Mini-Me had no idea what was going on. We put uh, a midget girl in a bar, and we, we, we hooked him up, right? And so he was having a drink, and you might know her from Little Women. Uh, now, she went on to, you know, do some great things, which is awesome. Uh, her name is Tara. Tara, the blonde midget girl, very sexy, very good looking, right? We put her right. into the bar. We man's hitting on her, right? I come in the bar and I say, you're messing around with my girlfriend. And then all of a sudden we got a fight breaking out. He had no idea what was going to happen to him. <laughs> so Johnny set him up and then it, it was great, great film. And I'm telling you, we weren't pulling no shots on that one. Now, if I recall, and then we then we all went out and had a beer afterwards. If I recall, <laughs> you won that fight hands down, right? That's right. I beat the heck out of Wee Man. <laughs> I, that's my that's one of my fame to claim, brother. I'm the one to beat the hell out of Wee Man. <laughs> <laughs> now, after after you beat him up, did you feel bad about that? Not at all. I'm the psycho dwarf, brother. Do you remember my ultimate goal? I want to break down and destroy every vision on this planet. So I'm the only one left. I'll get all those movie roles. I will get it all, brother. 
That is awesome. <laughs> that is just awesome. Uh, so we got uh, the Psycho Dwarf here. We got a couple minutes here left with uh, our buddy here. Uh, if uh, our fans want, and I know you, uh, you know, I know you mentioned it already, but we're going to go through it again. If uh, our fans wanted to check you out, you got a Facebook, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, yeah. you got a Twitch. I got it all. I got it all. You don't have to fund me. But, hey, I think that's the biggest joke in the world. Go fund me. Go earn it, all right? You just go to Facebook. You can go to Instagram. You can go to Twitter. Just go to the Puppet Show. And uh, if you want to go to Facebook, and it'll just this is the easiest way. Go to Facebook. Just go to thepuppetshow.biz. That's my website. And you can hit all the social media that you want. And actually, awesome. I do answer it. I answer all that stuff. So, so it's not some robot. It's not some other person running it. I work very hard, and I will answer you. Just give me a little time because I do have the fans. That's all I ask. And, uh, you know, the interesting thing, uh, everybody, is uh, the Psycho Dwarf is probably the – uh, coolest friend that the icon has because uh, if I ever needed a bodyguard, I'd hire him. Wow. Why are you feeling like you need a bodyguard, my friend? Who are you pissing <laughs> off? <laughs> That's my first question before you you offer my services. I want to know Perfect who you're everybody. pissing off. Everybody. Well. Just- just about every single female wrestler you've had on this. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh no, that sounds lovely. If it's a female wrestler, I'm I'm involved. Let's just add a little bud and let's have some fun. That's what life's about, man. I, I hold the record for the most restraining orders against one individual. Really? Yeah. And why is that? Well, uh, Apparently, a lot of the female wrestlers that we have on the show don't like getting called at 2 in the morning. I found that out. Oh, okay. Well, that makes sense. Because they're probably but getting I, busy with the psycho dwarf. Why are you calling a woman at 2 o'clock in the morning? That makes you feel like that. That sounds like you're a sap, brother. Jesus Christ, what are you doing calling on the phone? That's a woman. What the hell are you doing? Calling at two o'clock in the morning. Well, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to trick them into saying that that yes, I'll go out with you because it's late you know, it's early in the morning so they they won't think Oh, you don't have much confidence. No, not really. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry to hear that, my friend. Oh my! You can't get a date. Is that what you're saying? Well, I, I, I think we're going. So to no, run. no, I'm gonna back you up. You're a radio man. You're a guy that's doing a podcast. You speak on what you're saying. You say you call women at two o'clock in the morning because you can't get a date. So that, well, that's what you just said on air. Well, I, I work. Well, uh, uh, you you got to work your energy, brother. You got to be better. All right, 
Basically, awesome. work on your, 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 you're the star of this show, brother. All right? So have some, have some good Come confidence <laughs> and bring it. There Don't worry go. about yep. if they say no because you can move <laughs> on to the next one. There you go. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'll tell you what, I, I, I think I'm breaking some of them down. They're like, uh, yes, I'll, I'll date you if you stop calling. That's I, I'm getting to that point, but oh, is that your, is that your big plan? That oh, is my, yeah. be a big enough he, loser. He, that he, he they'll date you. Them. You know, he, he convinces them. No, he, basically he's going to, he's going to come down and say, I'm the biggest loser you ever met. Just date me once, then we'll, I'll leave you alone. Pretty much, yeah. That's, and then, and then yeah, he, yeah. I, I should, I should, I should tell that doesn't sound I like a big plan. <laughs> I haven't <laughs> got to that point, but I'll try that. Uh, well, we got. You know what I say? I say every girl wants to experience a midget one time in their life. You know why? Because there's a bunch of money in midget porn. Now, I'm going to tell you the difference. Is this an R-rated show or a PG? Well, uh, hello. Uh, you could. It's after. It's after. It's almost midnight. You can say it. Whatever. Okay. Basically, there's a big difference between midgets and dwarves. All right. Midgets are like you all, but they're proportioned down. Everything short: arms, legs, toes, fingers, eyelashes. Ladies, I mean <laughs> everything. All right. The war so yes, we have short arms, legs, and toes, but our torsos are normal size. What do I mean by that? If I sit down in a car together with one of you lovely ladies, we go to a drive-in movie. We're going to look eye to eye. My inseam, I swear to God, is only 15 inches. All right? My torso is normal height. So when I get excited, it's like I'm pole vaulting down the street. Not only that, ladies, the ones that seen the dwarf and midget porn, which is a billion-dollar industry, and they know you p- listeners have heard it. I love it when I say it in public and air. I know you've all seen it, and they all look at each other and go, oh, no, no, not me, not me. But it's a billion-dollar industry, right? Can you imagine a dwarf's favorite sexual position? I can't. Inseam, no. 15 inches. Torso, uh-huh. normal height. My ding-a-ling sling, my bang, my bang, my ding-a-ling bang or boom is on my torso. Right? So uh-huh. I get excited, it's like I'm pole vaulting down the street. All I'm going to say is, ladies, woof, woof. Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's how you get girls, my friend. You have confidence. You know you got it. You don't sit there and call them at 2 a.m. in the morning and get the desperate date. You tell them who they want to date, and they'll follow. There you go. I just, I just got There you go, Icon. <laughs> You're excited, aren't you, honey? I'm just sitting here listening to this conversation. Yeah, yeah, you're excited. It's okay. It's okay. You know what, honey? Are you married? Yes, I am. Very happily it's married, by the way. It's not cheating. No, no, listen. 
it's not cheating when you mess around with the dwarf. You know why? Why you go home and tell your husband that you did a dwarf last night and he won't believe me anyway. <laughs> so you get the coke clean. Okay. <laughs> there you go, sweetie pie. And I'll pull, uh, you know what? I can even pull the Barry White out on you. Did you ever see? Did you see the Howard Stern movie? You're yeah, all yeah, working right. radio, right? You're yeah. working radio. He asked. He told a girl to sit on a speaker. You ready? I remember that scene. Yes. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I could stand there and please you for hours, honey. Is, I'm sure you could. I'm sure you could. Oh, <laughs> uh, we have the uh, we have the psycho dwarf here with us. We got about. I love it. I got I got podcast and radio people speechless. Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't be speechless, y'all. You got to keep going. Uh, actually, I, actually, I think the term is wow. <laughs> there you go. So uh, before uh, before we let you go for the night here, we get kicked off the air. Uh, uh, is there anything else you want to let our fans know that uh, uh, they should? You know what? If you had fun, this is what I'm all about. I'm all about fun. That's it. So if you had a fun listening to this, you had fun. I introduced myself a little bit to this show. Just go to the Puppet Show dot biz. Check it out and see. You can follow me. You can do everything else. It's great energy, having some fun, putting a show together. We have, uh, you know, we're, we're you got a little craziness. You got a little fun in life. Because you know what? Life is way too serious. Life's way too serious. And everybody says you can't say this, you can't do that, you can't do that. And all I got to say is, why not? Why can't I do it? If If it's on the top of my brain, I'm going to say it. If you, if you look up the Facebook account, I'm doing the – I do all sorts of things, and I'm doing the import face-off shows. Uh, it's a national car show all over the nation, right? These kids show up with these cars. They drag race. But they bring me in, and we do a low-car limbo. How low can you bring your car, you know? And I always say I'm 4-4. You can't bring your car below me. We We have a stick. You have a two-step contest where I'm hosting. So I'm doing these big events, hosting these contests. And all I got to say is, with that, they thought, why is Puppet the Psycho Dwarf doing these? He doesn't know a damn thing about cars. But I know a damn thing about having fun, right? So come and check the show out. It's a little bit of everything. It's a little bit of energy. There's no limits to anything. And if you all got some ideas on what to bring up on the show, you can always text, you can write the show, and we give credit where credit is due. As this man said, um, we will talk about what was going on, we get a release, and we'll just we'll bring your name on air if that's happened. And also, if you come to a live show and you film it on your phone, you film this stuff, we will put it on air. We will put it on air on our new movie coming up. We got a new film coming up that we're going to produce, and it's all about the puppet stand-up act, and we're doing quick clips, 
and we're using your footage. We're using your footage. All you got to mm. do is send it to the puppetshow.biz, right, off your phone. If you're there live, send it to there. We'll give you credit for your footage. And we'll if we use it in the film, we'll edit it in. Wow. That's and pretty incredible. Isn't it? That's awesome. We always want to get the fans involved. And always remember, if you're looking for extras that work for free, give me a call. I'll come down. That's right. I would love to beat your ass for free. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> I, I I would love to see I, I, you beat his ass for free. Yeah, I know. There I, you I go. Have no idea. I have no idea how I get involved in these things, but I, I'm going to have to re-listen to this thing, and I'm going to have to take a couple steps Icon, back. Icon, yeah, I can tell you how you get involved in these things. You open mouth and you don't insert your foot. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to learn that. But anyway, <laughs> it's, 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 it's a flaw in my persona. But well, I'll tell you what, uh, I do uh, thank you, uh, Psychodor, for joining us tonight. You've been a blast, and we did have uh, a lot of downloads in the, uh, in, in this segment. I'll uh, send you a, a total of how many we had, and uh, I do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us. And we would definitely like to have you on again. All right, God bless y'all. Thanks, bud. Take care. Thanks. There. The Psycho Dwarf, ladies and gentlemen. What a great interview that was. What a fun interview. I mean. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he he was, he's definitely a little ball of energy. <laughs> yeah, and uh, uh, there's a lot of people that thought the icon came up short this time, but I don't know. Oh. <laughs> But you know we we have we have fun uh, we have fun on this show and all our guests have uh, you know we have three guests next week and we'll we'll have a good time and uh, you know everybody stay tuned uh, uh, you know uh, uh, let's just let, we'll say this the icon has uh, not had a reason to smile over the last since uh, December actually but uh, things <clears throat> are now starting to turn around and go better so. Uh, and it's all because uh, I get to hang out with Granny Hulkster in the Big Swing, and make sure you check out uh, check us out next week with the uh, three uh, three guest show, and two weeks from tonight, a big show. Uh, we have uh, Chris Benoit's oldest son on our show, David Benoit. So make sure you check that out. Mark it on your calendar because this show is only going. Up, 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 never down, never left or right. There you go. So there we go. So once again, guys, check us out. Another three guest show next week. We had the two smallest but action-packed interviews we have had all year long, and it's only going to get better from here. We'll see you next week. Granny Hulkster, the icon, and big Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it made up in the day. And I can't allow you to think you can just walk away. So turn around and face the piper you're gonna pay. Cause the end is now. This is gonna be a friendly day. A cheap shot. That's the way that.
Christ in his life. 